It's the Hoffman Show. We're on the Team 980. We're always live as well on the free Odyssey app, streaming live on YouTube at the Team 980. Coming up at the top of the hour, Nora Princiati, good friend of mine, good friend of the show. Uh, she is a writer uh, and podcast host for The Ringer who has two specialties. She is someone who knows football and the NFL as well as anyone. She is also incredibly popular in the Taylor Swift universe because of the podcast she does with Nathan Hubbard called Every Single Album. So uh, we're going to have a, a really fun conversation with Nora about kind of the intersection of Taylor Swift and the NFL, um, both directly but also kind of what makes each entity so popular in fandom. I, I think it'll be really fun to talk to Nora about all of that that all part of our big game coverage on the team 980 presented by solo stove feel the heat of the world's most popular smokeless fire pit solostove.com uh in just a moment uh you see the if you're watching this is not a taylor swift pun but you see the blank space right here the chair where in a moment we will have seated a Super Bowl champion who is a nine-time All-Pro, an 11-time Pro Bowler, uh, also St. Albans alum. Uh, so, no, Danny Ruye is down the dial at, at 106.7 The Fan. Uh, we're going we're gonna to have our own St. Albans alum here uh, as Jonathan Ogden is going to make his way over. He's uh, wrapping up, actually, an interview with NBC4 right now within my eyesight. So we will... Uh, We'll have him in just a moment. Uh, be fun to talk to him about, uh, obviously, his playing days and, and what he's doing now with the NFL Alumni Association. Uh, so all of that coming up in just a bit. Later on in the show, though, Dan Graziano, ESPN, he did so much reporting around the coaching searches for the commanders and everybody else. So we'll kind of take it back, go behind the scenes there uh, coming up in just a few minutes. Uh, so we got that. Uh, we have... Who, oh, Randy Moss, uh, not the receiver, uh, the NBC reporter uh, who's – I think uh, he's he's pretty fascinating because he's a guy that covers – he, he worked for NFL Network, so he's covered the NFL for a long time, um, and he works for NBC, but he's also big in the horse racing world, which is a sport that has been built on gambling. And so to see the gambling world intersect with the NFL uh, is why when his name came across, I was like, yes, I would very much – like to talk to you so uh nbc reporter randy moss coming up at 6 30 tonight uh but right now we are gonna welcome jonathan ogden to the show uh he is coming over of course the nfl hall of famer former ravens tackle uh joins us uh jonathan thank you so much for your time uh very much appreciated uh, back home for you uh, DC guy here on the radio with us in Washington DC. I'm Craig Hoffman. Okay, uh, right. So not, good to meet you, man, and yeah, thanks for coming exactly. on the show. Absolutely, man, no problem. Huh? Another DC station. I love it. Yep. So you got you got DC TV over there. Now you got DC radio. Uh, but you know, it's uh, it's a homecoming for you. And I, I think the reason that you're here is so cool. Um, you're working with the NFL Alumni Association on a really important initiative. Before we talk a little ball, can you tell us about the initiative that you're yeah, working on? Yeah, tackle obesity. Um, what we're trying to do is trying to educate and trying to get the public and former players to understand that obesity is a problem in this country and that we can, find, we can do better. And what they want us to understand is that obesity isn't a character flaw. Yes. It's, it's, a, it's a disease. It's something that, you know, our metabolisms are different. I'm going to be bigger than you no matter what. But we can all be better, and we can all utilize tools out there to eat a little better, do a little more exercise, just to be a little smarter with our lifestyle. And that's what TackleObesity.com, if you go to their website, they'll give you the tools. They'll you know, help with coaches or things. You know, so we, we want to be a healthier country. And the NFLPA is just trying to be 
proactive in trying to keep this country healthy. Yeah, I think that's awesome. Uh, you don't know this, obviously, because we met about oh, 45 seconds ago, <laughs> but I actually work as a, as a trainer as well okay. um, and, and work a lot in the health and, f- and fitness space. And, and it's always fascinating to me. You talk about it, how it's seen as a character flaw. And right. it's like, no, there, it's, it's so multifactorial. Right, it is exactly. genetics. It is environment. It is diet. And, I, and I'm extra curious for, for you as a guy who is an athlete and, like, surrounded, especially in an O-line room, like, mm-hmm. For O-linemen, it tends to go one of two ways when y'all retire. Either it's like you lose the physical activity and it gets worse, or it's like you were eating so much to just stay at your playing weight that guys drop weight instantly. But what's it been like working with some of your fellow NFL alums specifically in their journeys? Well, like you said, it, there's, it's the gamut. There are some people like the Marshall Yandas of the world that ju- who just will shrivel up to nothing, and God bless them. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be good for them. And there's other of us who continue to fight the battle our life because, like, like we just said, it's not, it's not a, it's a flaw. It's, it's not a flaw. It's the it's, genetics. It's, it's, it's genetics everything. Of who we are. So I'm one of those type who I'm still the same size, more or less, when I play. But I'm also I eat less. I try to eat more, less fried foods. I try to eat healthy, more salads. You know, more proper things. I do yoga three to four times a week. You know, so I'm always out there trying to stay physically fit and, and healthy. Because we only got one life to live, man, and that's a good TV show. But uh, <laughs> and, and we're, we're out here trying to just do the best we can, you know, and um, I want to enjoy my life. I mean, I, I try moderation, obviously, because we, we can't. It's a lifelong battle. It's not right. a one week or one month thing. It's something that we have to learn how to do for the rest of our lives. Yeah, there's so much psychology in it. Uh, we can talk about it for a long, long time, Absolutely. but uh, that's a it's a different show, different yeah. different podcast uh, in, in my life. Uh, but I do want to talk a little ball with you as a guy who uh, was an offensive lineman and as good as anyone who's ever done it in the NFL. It's why you got that. Was that Super Bowl ring or the Hall, Hall of Fame Hall, ring? Hall on? Of Fame okay, ring. Okay, I, I only caught a, a very large shine reflection <laughs> in my oh, eyes. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, I know. Oh, yeah, no, the little the little one. You got one of each, so you know that's <laughs> that's, that's nice. Um, I, obviously, the Commanders just hired Cliff Kingsbury to be their offensive coordinator, yeah. air raid guy. And I think one of the big questions that we have is the marriage of the pass and the run and kind of the protection scheme. When you've seen, like, successful offense and, and offenses that make offensive linemen's jobs easier and thus uh, better chances of actually being successful, what are the things that you look at from a protection run game and how that marries with the pass game that, that you think are essential? I, well, first of all, I'm old school because I played in the 90s, so I'm a huge believer that the run sets up the pass. Or in a in few circumstances, you can kind of pass up the run, like Peyton did that somewhat. But uh, the key is to have good players. I mean, it really is. I don't care what scheme you have. There's no genius scheme that can outfox great players. So, I mean, but it's a combination. you got to have the good coaches. you got to have the good players. you got to have the right scheme. you got to have it all. Um, so... But to answer your question, a good running game and passing game are symbiotic. They play off of each other. You know, you have good play-action runs that will set up the pass and the pass that you line up in pass formations, then you run the draw on them. You know, you, you learn to kind of take what the defense gives you but to try to confuse them. But you got to have players at all positions who can execute. you got to have a good running back. you got to have a good quarterback, good receivers, good linemen. So it, it's kind of like you got to figure out who you have and how can you maximize the players' talents that you have the best? And so that's the challenge of being an offensive coordinator is these are my guys. Okay, what did they do best? How am I going to get this? Not like run my system, but we're going to morph my system a little bit to work with a talent that we have while we maybe go look for talent that can do the things that I really want to do. Right. But if we don't have that, how can we get the best out of this? I'm not going to force this round peg, and well, square peg into a round hole. You know, I'm not going right. to do that. 
I'm going to find a way to get something out of them. So when you see, obviously, because like anyone who gets drafted in the NFL is supremely talented, physically gifted yes. wise. And the coaching is part of what you said, obviously with the, Hey, let's make sure that we're putting guys in the right positions, but it's also the ability to teach. Yes. Like who are some of the best teachers that you ever work with? And how do they shape your career? Hmm. Most of them are teachers. I felt like that was an original question, Cy. You're going to do a thousand <laughs> interviews today, and I asked something that hadn't been asked. I win. I just won the Super Bowl. I don't think I get a fancy ring, but that's okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. okay, so you said the question was. The question, and then I ruined it. And then I ruined it. No, no, you were great. Uh, no, because no, you're right. The you're question right. was about the best teachers yes, that you've teachers, worked teachers, with. Teachers, teachers. Um, I, was, I know uh, the best teacher I had was probably my high school coach, and that's probably where I learned the most because – I never had any real – what happens with offensive linemen is you learn bad habits. Uh, mm. you, the young linemen don't bend their knees. They don't put their hands right. And you got to – if you just depend on pure talent and don't learn the technique at a young age, you got a lot of bad habits you have to break. So I was very fortunate to have a, um, a man who was my coach in high school who played the position. He taught me good technique. Mm. So that really helped me. So when I got to college – I never had to break any bad habits. Now, they, the coaches in college might have added a few things to it. Right. You know, especially scheme-wise and combination block-wises and short setting and things of that nature. But the right. basics of hand placement, foot width, knee bend, all those things that are what you have to have as offensive linemen really were instilled in me in high school. Yeah. And, the, and in the pros, I, I had some good coaches as well. Um, but it, it's more about – to me, it's more about the schemes that they implement coaching and in, in, in the pros. You know, technique is – they teach technique as well, but it's more about that. Gotcha. Well, I would love to talk to you more. Hopefully we can get something scheduled, uh, not when you're running around doing I a thousand know, interviews. I know, I know. Because uh, I'd love to talk to you more about O-line play, but also about the initiative that you're working yeah. on. I'll uh, reach back out to the people who are, who are uh, parading you around <laughs> here, uh, and we will uh, try to set that up. But, Jonathan, right, appreciate the time. It's Jonathan Ogden, everybody, D.C. native, St. Albans alum, and NFL Hall of Famer with us here on the Hoffman Show. Nora Princiati from The Ringer joins us next.